for all you're doing, and, and I'm very grateful to be on your show. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, John. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Have a good trip. Thank you. That was uh, author John Perkins, The Secret History of the American Empire. And we were fortunate and really uh, happy to have spent a half hour with talking to John. So our time is up, and uh, we're out of here. Renegade Solutions. And don't forget, we are all related. was that what it okay this is pandora's lunchbox a show about food and we usually have a very different theme song but i think a computer virus has snuck into that song and changed it around completely the dna of that song has been altered kind of like when you put together a meatloaf it's not the same thing and you can't extract any of the individual ingredients from it again it's just one loaf and i'm just confused now this is mike pandora's lunchbox is a show about food and today we're going to talk about so yet another well here's this thing yet another group of artists has taken over a large art space and is doing something really really cool with it and we're going to hear from them in just a moment but i'm momentarily confused so we're going to listen to some music that's momentarily confusing this won't hurt a bit this is a group called food and this is called junk food won't hurt a bit promise and it goes something like this This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN, and we have two guests in the studio to tell us about an event called Fourth from Its Hinges. Would you like to introduce yourselves? My name is Steve Hall. And mine is Ben Sagano. And we are two of the Fourth from Its Hinges curators. Okay. And what is Fourth from Its Hinges? What's going on? And when is it going on? Fourth from Its Hinges is a multimedia art situation, a free art show that is happening this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night and day, actually, on the south side of Ann Arbor. And where is that? It's an airport plaza. Uh, if anybody knows where the Zingerman's Bakehouse is, it's very close to there, near the intersection of South State and Ellsworth. Okay. And it's a, that's a great big warehouse for art, isn't it, actually? Yeah. It's uh, 8,000 square feet in three rooms. That's, that's pretty huge, actually. <laughs> it's enormous. And why is it called Fourth from Its Hinges? I'd like to say there's some very good reason, but it, <laughs> it actually came from a 
a dollar bill collage that my friend had. Uh, mm. He was given it by his girlfriend, and I was I was trying to figure out a name for the show, and I was looking at it on my lunch break. At the end of my lunch break, I asked to see it again, and there was one line that was cut out of a book that said Fourth from its Hinges. Oh. And I was like, that's sort of catchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I guess the name sort of grew on us. It, it's more like opening a door, right? Mm-hmm. None of us have ever done this together, and only some of us have done it individually. It's like an opening, but okay. we want it to be like a big opening. Yeah. You know, we're getting a warehouse. That's big. And yeah. it's sort of like opening with force. Right. Fourth frame and Okay. There are pieces that, that take up entire rooms, and then there are pieces that are like four by four inches. Mm. So there's there and there's quite a range in age as well. I guess it's like sixteen to thirty two. We just got a lot of random people together uh-huh. with a lot of random work and tried to make it all fit. Yeah. Does it fit? It fits. It does. It's a big warehouse, I guess it, it can. That also yeah, allows it, a lot of space. It it not only fits, but it, it fits together. Yeah. surprisingly well okay so how does it feel to have all these people who have had all this creative energy and have been doing all these great things and now for the first time they're all going to get this outlet it's exciting it's really exciting yeah. and it's, it's been the last two weeks where things have really been sort of coming together that i think have been the most exciting because not only have we been seeing all the artwork as it's been coming in we didn't really know what everybody was bringing but it's also the other talents and ideas that everybody brings. So yeah. we have one gentleman, Toby Mixer, who does very large work. And we mm. knew him from the cafe, and we invited him out, and it turns out that he is just a construction master. Yeah. He showed up with a pickup truck full of power tools and knew how to hang and rig everything. <laughs> wow. And and that was a complete surprise. Right. We didn't, we didn't know that. We'd only seen his sketches that oh, were, like, really? small. Um so we really had no idea what he was going to bring, and then he showed up with eight giant pieces wow. and a lot of tools and a very tall ladder, and we were like, wow, right. and this is great. And another example would be uh, there's a, a filmmaker involved whose name is David Mikkeljohn, and we talked about his film idea, and we'd seen some of his work, and we kind of knew what he was going to do. And then maybe a couple weeks ago, he gave us the idea for how he was going to project it. And he has an entire room, and he's projecting onto one screen, which is hangs in the middle, and it's on both sides, and it's an enormous bleached American flag. Wow. And so it's ideas like this that we didn't really expect, but kind of just came up in the last week or two. And there's a lot of music, too. Yeah. Friday and Saturday night, 8 to 12, are concerts, essentially. Okay. Yeah, it'll be uh, an assortment of music ranging from DJs, spinning who's on friday night friday night is going to begin with our friend suchio doing a live set that'll be we we're not really quite sure what it's going to be and neither is he it's it's like a a musical experiment uh he he produces electronic music and he's going to be performing with a a friend who plays the saxophone wow um and then a trio of djs is hopefully going to come one of them i work with uh, it's named Carlos Sufrant, who actually has a show. On WCBN. Um, yeah. Crush Collision, right. And he is hopefully going to bring two friends, but we're not quite sure because we mm-hmm. haven't really talked to all of them, but we're pretty sure. Okay. Um, who would be Todd Osborne and, and Tad Mullenix. Um And so 
they're going to take the rest of the night. So about three hours. So it'll basically be all DJs that night with an opening live set. And on Saturday, our friends, the Barefoot Sneaker Slaves, are going to perform. Our good friend Nick is going to hopefully premiere his string quartet. Our friend Kristen McArdle, who does viola looping. Um, oh. And she's also uh, the director of the Ann Arbor Film Festival, She right? is also the Same. director of the Ann Arbor Film Festival and has helped us in many other ways besides her performance. Our friend Charles and his friend Alex Tam are going to be spinning which is going to be like French electro house glitch hop stuff. <laughs> um, many of the performances, we just know the people and we know that we like what they do, but we don't exactly know what it'll be. It's all like a surprise, just like the art coming in. There you go. What do you think is the most exciting thing about this that's just really got you all charged up? What do you think? Hmm. Or is it lots there, of things? There's a lot of exciting things. For me, it's it's two things. I think... One, just standing in the space is fantastic. And knowing that we have nothing but options and control and opportunities in this enormous space. And the second is just the possibility of Tad Mullinex. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I am very, very excited for that set. Uh, Yes. Um, I I guess for me, it it would be like the, the idea came early but the actual action didn't really happen until maybe like two months ago. So we've done a lot in a short period of time, and to, to look at what has come from that is very exciting for me. It took a lot of nights with very little sleep or mm. just, I don't know, I work better at night, so staying up till like 6 in the morning. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like last night. But oh, um I would say the amount that we got done in a short period of time is exciting and inspirational. Great. So it's fourth from its hinges, and it starts tonight, Thursday night. goes from 7 to 10 p.m. Tomorrow on Friday, it is 4 to 12, with music starting at 8. And on Saturday, it is 12 to 12, with music starting at 8. Great. Anything else you'd like to add? I would like to thank all of our supporters and donors yes. know who they are and they are appreciated. I would also like to thank them. <laughs> okay. Well, Steve Hall and Ben Saginaw, thanks so much for coming by. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Fourth from its hinges is coming up. And is there a website or anything that people can look up for that? Or? There will be a website after the show, which we're going to do a sort of an online zine to recap and promote this event happening in the future. Great. Well, thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you. Have a great event. The artists are taking over. And they're starting with the big warehouse. Yes, that's coming up this weekend, starting tonight, actually, fourth from its hinges, and it's going to be at the very unartsy named place, the Airport Plaza Business Park. Nonetheless, it's going to be, it sounds very cool. 
And thank you to my guests for talking about Fourth from Its Hinges. It's going to be at the Airport Plaza Business Park near State Street and Ellsworth. Follow the art signs and you will find Fourth from Its Hinges with music and art, stuff hanging from the ceiling, stuff everywhere, a huge warehouse full of art this evening and the next two days. And I've also been told that there's going to be a wheel of cheese. And that's of great interest to me. Uh, They're going to have actually a wheel of Montgomery cheddar And I thought I would look that up on the web to find out more about that. But first, some probably completely inappropriate music like this. Going to read now from the website, cowgirlcreamery.com. In a hallowed land, believed to be the location of King Arthur's mystical Camelot, a herd of young Frisian Holstein cows tread on ancient ground. Grazing on rich green pastures, the manor farm cows don't dwell too much on the stories that tell how England's once and future kings defended Wessex from the Saxons on that very land so many centuries ago. I think I lost my accent. I think I left it back on that hill back there. But uh, nonetheless, this is from the Cowgirl Creamery's Library of Cheese on cowgirlcreamery.com. They're talking about Montgomery cheddar, which is the kind of cheddar that's going to be at Fourth From Its Hinges, I hear. The process of making distinctive farmhouse cheddar has been something that the Montgomery family has been sharing and enjoying for generations at Manor Farm. Montgomery's might be the last remaining farmhouse cheddar that that has its curds broken up by an old slow peg mill, which produces a unique fissuring and brittleness in the cheese. Natural crystals can develop in Montgomery's cheddar after 14 months of aging, and the flavors hit a sublime balance between sharp and fruity and deep and nutty. And we strive to be deep and nutty here in WCBN. This music is by Planksteen. And as I said, it's probably completely historically inappropriate. So, But again, uh, sweet, nutty, and inappropriate is what we strive for here on WCBN. Well, we're also going to talk in just a moment about some cold drinks. I talked about gazpacho last week with, with Kristen of WCBN last week. And I want to talk about some more cold drinks because it's, just, it's still kind of hot. I mean, it's gotten a little more breezy just now. And so we, we can afford to talk still about cold drinks and enjoy them just for what they are. But first of all, I'll, I'll have a cold one right now. This is the Great Lakes Smith Society. I know you're drinking down at the barley fool Oh, the wind blew in through my window and spoke of you We spoke of heartache, whiskey and grenadine I drink the Great Lakes dry can keep up with the queen Time with me 
That's the Great Lakes Myth Society, and it's from their most recent album, just came out about a month ago, called Compass Rose Bouquet, and the song's called Queen of the Barley Fool, Great Lakes Myth Society, O Ann Arbor, of Ann Arbor, O. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's about 13 minutes before 7, and coming up at 7, Arwolf will help us to face the music. But in the meantime, I'm really thirsty even after that song. And I went to a wedding this weekend of a good friend of mine named Richie and Emily. They had a great wedding. It was wonderful. It was in the Arb. And there was a drink served on that rather hot day called Switchel, which I had never heard of in my life. And I was delighted to drink it because I thought I was in heaven, even though it was really hot and muggy. It was great. Switchel is a a drink that I'm struggling to describe it anymore. It's... Was it lemony? Was it orangey? I I just, I can't put my finger on it. It it seems to have some ginger in it and some lemon in it, and it had a a mint leaf in it. It was called Switchel, and I was told by the fellow serving it that it was an old world recipe. So I'm going to get that recipe actually next week, I hope. I'm going to try to do that. In the meantime, what is Switchel and what is the meaning of life? I looked up Switchel on Wikipedia, which is the source of all knowledge. Switchel, also Switzel, Swizzle, ginger water or haymaker's punch, is a drink made of water mixed with vinegar and molasses and seasoned with ginger. Honey, sugar, brown sugar, or maple syrup were sometimes used to sweeten the drink instead of molasses. In the state of Vermont, oatmeal and lemon juice were sometimes added to the beverage. Oatmeal and lemon juice. Switchel, it says here, originated in the West Indies and had become a popular summer drink in the American colonies in the late 1600s. By the 18s, by the 18s, by the 1800s, it had become a traditional drink to serve to thirsty farmers at hay harvest time, hence the nickname Haymaker's Punch. Herman Melville wrote in I and My Chimney, I will give a traveler a cup of Switchel if he want it. In the long winter, Laura Ingalls Wilder describes the beverage that her mother sent for Laura and her father to drink while haying. Ma had sent them ginger water. She had sweetened the cool well water with sugar, flavored it with vinegar, and put in plenty of ginger to warm their stomachs so they could drink till they were not thirsty. Ginger water would not make them sick, as plain cold water would when they were so hot. Switchel was sometimes kept in a hollow ring-shaped canteen, which could be carried over the shoulder or arm on the belt. I also have a recipe for molasses switchel, which is probably great to say when you've had some barley drinks. Molasses switchel. Uh, okay, this consists of three to quart, three to quart, I've obviously been drinking the words I've been saying, three to four quarts of water, a half a cup of apple cider vinegar, one and a half cups of sugar, a third of a cup light molasses, 
two ounces of fresh grated ginger root. It says here, combine one quart water, the vinegar, sugar, molasses, and ginger root, and simmer for 15 minutes uncovered. Remove from heat, cover, and allow to cool for 30 minutes. Pour slowly into a glass jug containing two and a half quarts of water. Top off with water to make one gallon. Okay, for a traditional non-carbonated switchel, chill immediately. Bottling and capping is optional. For a carbonated drink, place one-eighth of a teaspoon of granulated ale, yeast, into a teacup containing one-quarter cup of lukewarm water and allow to rehydrate a few minutes. After verifying that the temperature in the jug is not hotter than lukewarm... Be very careful now. Add yeast water to the jug, cap, and invert to mix contents. Bottle, then store the bottles in a dark place. Check carbonation after 48 hours, and again after 72 hours. When carbonation is right, refrigerate. For a wine-type switchel, follow the carbonated drink, but ferment instead of bottle. For a beer-type switchel, ferment, then cap after adding more yeast when the desired fermentation has occurred. This is from a book called Homemade Root Beer Soda and Pop from Stephen Cresswell. And you can find it on this website called Stason, perhaps pronounced Stason.org, S-T-A-S-O-N.org. So that is Switchel. And next week I'm going to see if I can get Kristen, who was on my show last week, to talk about cold borscht. Mm, so that's that's an exciting thing. Just want to mention to those who may not have who may have just tuned in, who may not have just not tuned in as well that there's a great event called Fourth From Its Hinges going on starting tonight at 7. It's going to be up at the Airport Plaza Business Park near State Street in Ellsworth, south of I-94. Follow the art signs in its 8,000 square feet warehouse full of art. It's happening tonight from 7 to 10 p.m. That's the opening reception with art and music and apparently a, a wheel of Montgomery's Cheddar, which I'm obsessed with right now. Also, uh, Friday, tomorrow, 4 p.m. to midnight with music at 8, and on Saturday, noon to midnight with music at 8. So that's fourth from its hinges. And I've got a little unhinged recently by something that made me want to hit people with a copper pipe, but in just a moment. Now, speaking of cold things, in Milford, there's an event called the Milford Memories Festival, and Milford has a, a center for the arts, and it has the Alden B. Dow Home and Studio, an architectural landmark, but it also has Milford Memories, which includes cold butt euchre. Now, who has not played euchre in Michigan? You haven't? Okay, never mind. But euchre is seemingly a Michigan game, card game. And, and here you go. Cold butt euchre is a chance to sit on huge blocks of ice while playing euchre. Yes. Also at the Milford Memories Festival, you can go get uh, get in, get on a blind. Can, you can you can learn to put one word in front of the other, and then if you can do that, you're more advised to get involved in the blind canoe race. They have a blind canoe race and a hot pepper eating contest. That's all at Milford-Memories.com, and you can read all about the cold butt euchre. And there's a great picture in the Ann Arbor News of people whose pants are getting wet because they're sitting on huge blocks of ice. It's very important that we talk about this right now. But also, I do want to mention briefly, uh, bad things have happened to people who have copper in their buildings, but we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, bad things that are more entertaining. The Bulwer-Lytton Fiction Contest took place recently. It says here where WWW means Wretched Writer's Welcome. This is named after Edward George Bulwer Lytton, who wrote the book called Paul, who wrote the book Paul Clifford. And it starts with one of the worst sentences of all time. But 
we're running out of time, so I need to read you some of the winners of the worst opening sentence category. This is one from Jack Mackay of Naples, Florida. One of the the dishonorable mentions in the purple prose category, the inebriated sailor cast himself into the safe harbor of the diner, and once he had run aground in one of the orange formica booths, without a nod of recognition or greeting, brought the distracted waitress into the present by ordering in a voice both blustery and belligerent the vegetable soup, an unctuous amalgam of the kitchen's leftover odds and ends sunk in a sulfurous sea of brine. Mm. Now the winner in children's literature of the worst opening sentence is this. Danny, the little grizzly club, frolicked in the tall grass on this sunny spring morning, his mother keeping a watchful eye as, as she chewed on a piece of a hiker they had encountered the day before. Wait, here's another one. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was Polartec 200, thanks to gene splicing, a diet of force-fed petrochemical supplements, and regular dips in an advanced surface fusion polymer, which had the fortunate side effect of rendering it inedible, unlike that other Mary's organic lamb, which misbehaved at school and wound up in a lovely Moroccan stew with dried apricots and couscous. Yes, some of the worst sentences of all time, and this is at the Bulwer-Lytton Fiction Contest. It's just plain bad. And now to my point here... The thing that makes a pacifist pacifist wants to hit people over the head with a copper pipe. Copper thieves have been making out with copper. (laughs) They've been making out with copper. It's not pretty. They've been making off with copper because the value of copper is getting higher and higher. Copper is getting easier to sell on the market for higher prices. So what do these brilliant copper thieves do? They attack food banks. Yes! Isn't that beautiful? I wanted to tell you last week about in Indianapolis, a food bank called the Gleaners Food Bank may have lost more than $400,000 in food because uh, thieves stole copper pipe needed to run the cool rooms where food was stored. Also lost were 3,000 cases of dairy products and 48,000 cases of produce. Well, I didn't get to that, but isn't it fortunate not to find out that the same thing has happened in Detroit? The Capuchin Soup Kitchen Service Center, thieves broke into it on Detroit's east side, destroying five heating and air conditioning units and two compressors by taking copper. They destroyed cooling units while they were searching for copper. Capuchin officials hope the charity's insurance will cover the estimated $50,000 to $66,000 in damage. Frozen and perishable food is being stored off-site at its partner, the Gleaners Food Bank. There's Gleaners again. It says here, copper theft has been growing for several years in Detroit. Spokesman James Tate says the city's police department has developed a special unit to combat the problem. Thieves sell stolen copper at scrap yards. And that's just really beautiful. Capuchin serves 200, 2,000, sorry, hot meals each day at two locations. The soup, kitchen, the soup kitchens remain open, and Capuchin still was accepting clothing and canned and dried goods. The charity provides about 300,000 pounds of food each month to families. So this is a situation where I want to hit people with a copper pipe. I'm a pacifist, but, you know, I, I might just make a... A sweet, charming little exception in that case. Well, once again, before I go, however, before I hit these people with a copper pipe of music, Fourth From Its Hinges is happening in Ann Arbor this weekend, starting tonight and continuing Friday and Saturday at Airport Plaza Business Park near State Street and Ellsworth. Follow the art signs. There's going to be a reception tonight with food and music and art. There's going to be music and art on Friday and Saturday as well. Now... This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for being you. And this has been a show about food. Face the Music starts in mere moments. But in the meantime, I want to dedicate this song to the idiots who have stolen copper from food banks and rendered them unable to store their own food, which is important to serve to hungry people. 
if this song were about copper, it would be about you, and I'm going to hit you over the head with this, you people. And if you want to join me in hitting these people over the head, put your hands over your head. This is for you. It's instant. It's copper. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Gonna get you. Gonna knock you right on the head. You better get yourself together. Pretty soon you're gonna be dead. Why the world is thinking now? Laughing in the face of love. What on earth you trying to do? It's up to you. Yeah, you. Gonna get you. Gonna look you right in the face. Better get yourself together, darling. Join the human race. Good evening. This is WCBN, FM Ann Arbor. I'm at special sitting in for Arwolf today. Today started off kind of rough for me. I think I passed a little kidney stone late this morning. Yay! Anyway, moving right along, um, let's uh, have